Hi, I'm Tamara, the host of Without Regret, the podcast, where I hope you'll learn how to live your best life, overcome obstacles, and become successful, whatever that means to you. Learn through my example, as well as my guests, who've all had to overcome adversity and learn to keep on moving forward and upward. Welcome back to finally part two of My Brother the Asshole, conversation with my brother. One of the things he talks about is how he was an asshole and how he treated his ex-wives. And somebody just shared this recently on Facebook, and I really wanted to, to read it and share this before we get into part two. It says, the last thing I wanted to do was jump in the damn pool with my clothes on. I didn't care about the pics or the photo op. Real talk, I couldn't have cared any less about the pool jump, but she did. She wanted it. My wife has been married before, but never really had a proper wedding. It was down at the courthouse kind of shit. And this time she had a dream. She wanted a gown and flowers and location and cake and photographers, etc. She wanted the fairy tale, when in reality, I'd have been just fine down at the courthouse. So I jumped in the pool. Not because she made me. Not because she'd have been mad or held it over me. She ain't like that. I did it because it was important to her. And I've learned over the years that I have things that are important to me that she'd likely never give a damn about, but I want her involved. So I jumped in the pool. Because I love her, and I love her dreams and her desires, I jumped in the pool not for the photo, I jumped in the pool for her. Her dreams may not be my dreams, but I wanted my queen to know her dreams were important to me, her desires I care about. So I jumped in the pool. Fellas, jump in the pool. Don't be an ass. Don't be a stick in the mud. It ain't a flex to push her down or roll your eyes at her dreams. It ain't tough to mock her or call her your old lady. It ain't a flex to keep her down. It's a flex to push her out to fly. It's king shit to empower your woman to live her own life. This is your fucking queen. You want her to treat you like a king? You want her by your side when you do your shit and live your life? Then stand by her. Do the silly shit. Take the photos. Dance in the middle of the restaurant. I want my baby to dream, and I want her to know that I may not have the same dreams, but I support her and will take whatever picture she wants. So I jumped in the pool. Love you, baby. And it's a picture of them in their wedding attire jumping into a pool. So... You'll see why this is relevant as we continue on with my brother. Here we go. You never know. Yeah, I said no after the first one. I said never again. Mm. And then I met the second one and said never again. And, you know, then I met this one. And I mean, we're fine, but we're first of all, we're 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 grown. I'm a much better person. I blame myself a lot for both. I mean, we all make mistakes. Um, nobody's perfect. So, but I look back at, at things, things that I said to my first wife that like, I would never even consider saying that to Mary. Like what gives you the right to say something like that? And give any examples. I know it was just like, like, you know, the, the things that come into your head, like, holy shit, are you really wearing that? That's a complete dick move. Yeah. Oh, all right. So here's 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 one. Beavis and Butthead were very popular when I was married the first time. And I was a punk. I didn't 
want to conform to society's rules, blah, blah, blah. It was like fall and she wanted to get family pictures taken of just me and her. We didn't have any kids. I'm like, why? She's like, to send out in Christmas cards. I'm like, geez, okay, whatever. So she makes an appointment at like Sears Portrait Studio and I get home from work one day and she's like, oh, we got an appointment at like six o'clock. We got to be at the mall. And we lived near downtown and we went to like Regency. And um, she's like, she wants me to wear a jacket, like a sport coat, and not a tie, but like a button down shirt. And I'm like, I'll wear all that, but I'm wearing jeans or shorts. I think I was wearing shorts. I was very dressed up from the top up. And I had like a probably a punk rock t-shirt on underneath everything because it was like coming off. Sounds like one of those rebel things again. I'll exactly. do it, but I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. I'm probably going to find a way that's going to piss you off just because I want to be a dick. So I'm whining about getting our picture taken the whole time because I want to like make her day as awful as mine apparently is because I have to go and get my picture taken. We're on the escalator, we're riding up to the portrait studio. And I, I'm like, you know, I can't believe we have to get our picture taken, blah, 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 blah. And um, she's like, Tom, just, just stop. Nobody cares. We're going to get our picture taken. Whining about it isn't gonna help it. Just shut up and let's get our picture taken, which is what needed to be said. And I pull my shirt over my <laughs> head and I say, are you threatening me? Go back and watch Beavis and Butthead, Cornholio, and you'll understand that reference. So at the top of my lungs, I scream this on the Sears escalator. (laughs) Are you threatening me? Which I thought was hilarious. She's embarrassed. I'm an asshole. So so the reason I I said put an asterisk on that, stop whining. Stop fucking whining nobody cares when you're out there and you're like i don't want to do this and let trying to let everybody know how unhappy you are about a situation nobody gives a shit about you nobody in this world gives a shit about how you feel take it on yourself fix the problem whining about it does shit and nobody cares about how you feel there's a there's and i have this on my desktop the only easy day was yesterday i didn't make that up that's a navy seals thing i was in the navy i was not a seal i wasn't even remotely close to a seal but the navy seals has a big banner that says the only easy day was yesterday that's it it just gets harder every day. Suck it up and move on. That's kind of how I live my life now. I don't want to hear you whine about shit. We have kids. They're like, oh, 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 I don't want to do it. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Don't care. Do not care how you feel. Nobody else cares about how. I do. I care about how my kids feel, but I'm not trying to train you that whining is going to get your way. Even though that's how the world is working now, the one whiny person that has an issue with something and they're going to change the whole process because this person wants to go by Zed or whatever. So I'm not getting into politics on that one, but. No, I mean, I think you're right. Your delivery is a little harsh, <laughs> but. But you know what? The world is harsh. It's true. It is harsh. That's, yes. that's what I, I, I love my son and he absolutely knows I love him, but I am in no way easy on him. I don't want him to, to get into college or work after college and expect people to care about how he feels. Right. He knows I care about how he feels, 
I'm just trying to tell him that the world does not care how you feel. If you're walking down the street crying and whining, people are going to avoid you. They're not going to help you. You just have to, you have to learn to rely on yourself. Are you teaching him though to bottle up his feelings and keep them inside? Like what are, what's the alternative here? What's the, I mean, I get don't whine, especially if you're going to end up doing it anyway. If you're doing the thing, let's not make yourself and everybody else miserable. Let's just do it, get it over with, with a good attitude. But what, what are we really teaching him by saying, nobody cares how you feel, suck it up. And does that play into toxic masculinity? And what are your feelings on that? I don't understand what toxic masculinity is. I mean, just, you know, it's people being people. I think if you're, if you're genuinely being who you are, why are you, why are we judging people for just being who they are? You know, that if it, if, if my masculinity offends you, I don't think that's what toxic masculinity, I think what I have a hard time saying it, toxic masculinity. Um, so here's my thoughts on it. So we, okay. we are, we're in this me too movement for women, right. And women's rights and all this right. stuff. And like women are expected to act a certain way. Women are expected to, you know, put makeup on and be beautiful and be thin and all these expectations from society are put on women. But on the flip side, there's a whole lot of expectations put on men too, that you can't right. cry. Men don't cry, you know? Men right. have to be the breadwinners, have to be run the household. Men are the ones that have to, you know, do dishes or, you know, and on the, on the women's side too, it's like men that do, and I say do dishes, men are not expected to do dishes. What I meant was when men do I dishes, am. they get kudos though. It's like, oh, yay, my man does dishes. Yay. Uh, my man's special. You know what I mean? Like the toxic max- masculinity is not your masculinity offending someone. It's that societal expectations that are put on men to act a certain way yeah the whole gender Um, thing so i'm i'm a little old school i have some ideas of not what she should do not she's a female she should cook dinner she's a female she should wash dishes and clothes and clean the house and i'll take care of the outside but i don't see any situation where she should ever have to mow the lawn or do yard work. We have three teenage boys and me in this house. That's like physical labor. What if, if she what wanted if your to teenagers do it, were female? What if they were? And I would probably do it all by myself. I would teach them if they wanted to do it. But you wouldn't. But I'm not going to say. Them, but you do expect it of the three teenage boys. Yeah, I'm a little old school that way. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't ask her to take out the trash. We don't ask each other to do stuff. Like, because we're older and grown, see a need, fill a need. You know, if the dishes need to get done and I'm in the kitchen, I'm going to do the dishes. If, you know, she's going to be late coming home from work, I'll cook. Um, She's a much better cook than me. She does most of the cooking. Absolutely. She's way better and we're all alive because of it. She enjoys it. Um, She enjoys it. And she enjoys it. I, I enjoy cooking from time to time. And neither one of us really like meal planning and shopping for the food. We enjoy the cooking part of it, but yeah. Um, so that's why we do Hello Fresh. This episode sponsored. I know. <laughs> I do. I'm trying to help. Yeah. Chef will be delivered today. Sponsor me. Nice. Yes. Keto, <laughs> keto Green Chef, bring it on. I'm tagging them all in this post, in this video. Right. Do <laughs> it. Like, yeah. All the Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm tagging them all. So we're. Um. I don't. I think that's part. That's another part of like 
where we are is we we don't have expectations of each other mm-hmm. and i don't feel i don't mom said something a long time ago mom is very anti women's lib mm-hmm. um is that even a thing anymore is that a term i don't know women's lib Whatever. She, it's changed over time it's still a thing but like there's varying versions of women's lib there's the whole burn right. your bra which is what you're thinking of back in the day um right which why would anyone have a problem with that? But anyway, um, <laughs> men, women, like, yeah, burn the right? bras. I mean, oh, oh, wait, wait, we got nipples coming out? <laughs> right? Burn them bras. Don't even make any more. Stop it. <laughs> um, but, um, no, but it's, it's it's evolved, you know, over time, and there are different versions of it. I took a class in college on it, and anyway, it was like, oh, maybe I, oh, feminism is what it's called now. Feminism is the term. Okay, thank you. So mom was very against that and I remember her saying you know women were treated as she saw it this way and and I I don't know I'm not a woman I really don't know how how women feel about things um I try and understand it let me just tell you that we don't all right right because I am not in these different you know age sex race categories I can't tell you how that person is so um you know, she said she didn't understand why women would want to be like why a woman would want to go into combat. You know, she said women were were basically put on a pedestal for years. Like we we didn't allow them to go into combat or do like construction jobs or something where they would get hurt as a protection. She saw it as more of a protection. We're going to protect our women by not having them be in these dangerous fields or whatever. And she's like, I don't understand why women would fight for the right to do something that they're being protected from. And I see her point a little bit. I um, guess so, but if that's what they want to do. If that's if what you want to do, choice, do They do want to do it. So they probably can't understand exactly. why mom thinks the way she thinks. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and in this day and age, like, you know, that whole putting women on a pedestal and stuff or whatever, you know, that's what back when women didn't have a job outside the home. Right. And and now we've kind of required it. Now we've, we've made required things... that you have that job outside the home and you're still that expectation at home. Right. We do not do that. Like, there's not an expectation that she's going to do the dishes and, and cook dinner and whatever. We just, because we we're grown ass people we we just do what needs to be done and you know we both we also both recognize that we have busy jobs stressful jobs um and sometimes neither one of us want to do anything and the dishes pile up and we're both looking at each other not thinking are you going to do the dishes but they'll be there tomorrow yeah and so will we you know but so, you guys do what works for you and i think that's what right i think at the end of the day that's just what everybody needs to do is figure out what works for you and don't put expectations on your partner and if they're not and if you have strong opinions and expectations and your partner's not fulfilling those expectations then maybe that's not the right partner for you there's somebody out there right. who wants to stay home and work and or not work and take care of the kids and raise a family there are still women out there that want to do that but then you better be prepared to work your ass off to provide for them because you know it takes two incomes unless you're super rich these days but anyway and don't judge other people if they don't have the same don't like if it works for them why judge them 
Like, who cares? It doesn't affect your life in what, in any way, shape or form. As long as that person's not trying to push their beliefs on you, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, that's what I think we just all need to calm the fuck down. I'm dropping the F-bombs too. Calm the fuck down. Does this really affect your life? If these two people are homosexual and are in love and aren't invading your space or like trying to push their beliefs on you, like just accept it. It's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't affect you. Right. It doesn't. And and I, I heard when, when they were first, you know, talking about passing gay marriage laws in some states, there was somebody that said something about it um, ruining the sanctity of marriage. hold the phone um you don't think that like um infidelity and uh, spousal abuse and divorce have already ruined the sanctity of marriage and the fact that like nobody's trained to get married you don't have to go through any kind of a class i had to go through a class i had to go through a class to get divorced i did not have to go because you got a kid i didn't i did but i I should have had to have a class before I had the kid. I should have had to have a right. class with this person, these people that I've married before I married them to show you. They allow people to get married at like, what, 16, 17 in some states. You don't even know what you want for dinner at that age. Yeah. And and you're going to, you know, I'm in love. You're not in, maybe you are. Again, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I heard this a while ago. My son's mom says this. And I'm trying to live by it just because it's not the way I would do it doesn't make it wrong. Yes. And sometimes that's really, that's really hard to look at. Like when you see something doing something so jacked up, you're just like, that is wrong. It's not, it's not wrong. It's just not the way I would do it. And Mm -hmm. if it is really wrong, they're going to find out in a minute. I mean, it's true. Did they say, (laughs) <laughs> right. But let's let's go back to the whole feminism thing for a second because I don't I don't feel like we fully explored that and toxic masculinity the whole thing like my okay I changed the subject on, on that because I got afraid you got afraid of the toxic masculinity <laughs> well yes. I but I think that we were raised with that mentality that this is what's expected it was the seventies and eighties this is what's expected it was different it was- yeah, it was a different time for sure. But I feel like it plays into our, you know, us being a little fucked up in the head for a while. You know what I mean? Because we did yeah. have those expectations and it's pressure to live up to them. Right. And maybe not. Right. Me. I was kind of tomboyish growing up. Anyway, my personal opinion is that if women are expected to work, which we definitely are nowadays, we should make the same amount of money as men. But at the same time, I'm not. Same job, same pay. Same job, same pay. Exactly. I think that is fair, right? I think that's only fair. I think we should have the equal opportunity. If we want to join the military, we can. But at the same time, you cannot deny that physically men typically not, okay, not 100%, men are stronger. You just, they just are. Like there are certain things women just will never be able to do as well as a man in most cases. Okay, there's going to be exceptions. Fine. But- I feel like we have to, you know, this whole, I'm going to get political, I'm going to step in some shit here, but right. this transgender thing with sports and all that kind of stuff, like that, I don't even the reason know where they that, have a woman's I, feet I, in a golf course, they can't. I, and, and I know women who can hit from the pro tees, not just the men's tees, the black tees in the back that 
are like 30 yards longer than any other one. I know women who can hit from that and, and you know, and break par. Um, I think, but where I think it becomes, I don't want to, I don't want to see a women, a woman stepping into the men's arena. It's if we have the the trans men stepping into the female arena, because now, right. And there's, there's a lot of funny memes out there about, you know, this male wrestler who couldn't compete became trans. And now he's, you know, beating everybody in women's wrestling. And they're, they're funny ish. And I, I really don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's how it's going to play out. I really, I haven't, I I haven't seen any examples of that. I think it may just be people scared of how it's going to happen. It might be the end. I mean, if you, it might be the end of sports. If people can't figure this crap out, all of a sudden, you know, we're just, okay, everybody plays to everybody and, you know. You know, I I mean, maybe that's how it works out in the end. Maybe that's how it should be. Like, yeah, let's just get rid of the gender in general and just be like, here's a football team. And everybody has an equal opportunity to try out. And if you happen to be a woman who can kick the ball or run a touchdown or throw the the ball, ball, throw the ball, yeah. Maybe that's the way. I I don't know. I don't know Um, either. a lot like i said you know we, we all have all these expectations on us and we're expected to do all these things and it, it sucks and nobody cares stop whining yeah, the world doesn't exactly. give a fuck about you exactly i'm not gonna I, I, it. and it's my own you know fault. I, I, like these expectations i put on i put on myself nobody else is putting these right nobody absolutely else told me, hey right. you do a, well people have told me uh you should but nobody's like hammering you know right. You're not at the point yet where you have sponsors and they're right. like beating you to death about putting out a new episode or. And be careful what you coming, for, right? Because I obviously I would love to make money doing this. I'm going to do it anyway, even if I don't make right. money on it, because it's it's ultimately, hopefully, a stepping stone to a, a bigger goal that I have of being a public speaker. Right. So if it gets me to that point, then who cares if it makes money or not? You know what I mean? Uh, but I got to have listeners and I got to do something right. to get listeners. And that's where I'm, you know, but you're right. Well, like it's, not my, it's not the job that pays the bills. You know what I mean? I have to focus on right. that job because I got to pay right. my bills. <laughs> so this yeah. has to come second to that, you know, and all the other yeah. line and a doggy daycare and consulting and, you know, all those other things that I want to do. Well, I hope I didn't chase off any of your existing listeners. I um, hope by I, being I an asshole and, and having or as ADD as we are and can follow the conversation because it's honestly, all I'm, and I don't feel like we touched on everything you wanted to talk about. We've really barely scratched the surface uh, on any one conversation. I got to tell you, we may need to like sit down and do an outline and check off some things. This was great. I absolutely love this because this was really like stream of conscious. Yes. Like, you know, I had and some, that's how I I had some things. That's that, the format that I want. Just so you know, I, I really, you know, there were some things that I thought about over the, the last couple of weeks or whatever, some of the quotes that I, I mentioned and stuff like that, things that I, I really, you know, things that are, are, you know, kind of how, how I, I view my life and how I 
um, try and get get through stuff. And I don't mean to, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, am I am I asking my kid to bottle up his feelings? And I don't want him to bottle up his feelings. I, I want him to, you know, let it out. You gotta, you know, you get angry. I get it. You get, you know, and he sees me because I'll I'll snap. And I'm the type of person who will snap and then it's over. I'm not mad at you. I just need to let it out. And um, there was a time and he might listen to this. I don't know. Um, There was a time that I had, I had washed all the dishes. The dishwasher, dishwasher, dishwasher was running. Um, I washed all the dishes that were in the sink. I opened up the dishwasher. I put all of those away. And then I ran a cleaning cycle in the dishwasher. After it was done, I opened it up. I'm wiping it all out. He comes out of his room with a stack of dishes, right? And he goes to put them in the sink. And I go, oh, you're washing those. Because I asked you a while ago to bring them out. And he goes, oh, all right. And then he just starts putting them in the dishwasher. I lost it. It was like scared the daylights out of my wife and the other two kids in the house. I'm like, I just wash the dishwasher you're gonna wash those by hand and he like his eyes pop open he's like like I was gonna kill him and then I was done I mean I snapped but I was so angry because I had asked him to bring his dishes out earlier and then I had washed everything and now he wants to bring them out and he thinks that he's just gonna throw them in my nice clean dishwasher so he sees me release my feelings here and there um He's seen me cry. I try and make him laugh more than anything else. But it's just when when I see somebody trying to make sure that everybody knows exactly how they're feeling, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just move on. Don't quit whining. That yeah. I don't know. That's quit whining. I, I hope I people don't like think just, I'm a complete I'm dick okay for that. With, I'm okay with teaching them that nobody cares about your whining. Like you're not gonna get anywhere by whining it's not going to accomplish anything right let's teach them the proper way or a better way maybe not proper because who knows what the hell that is but like right let's give them an alternative way communication skills yes yeah or or just you know i'm upset let me not let me be honest about my feelings and say i'm upset and this is what's upsetting me of course that takes some self-awareness to be able to do that but like right you know teach them a better way to let their feelings be known other than whining it might actually and 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 not not showing your feelings to somebody who can't even change it Mm -hmm. the situation you know like i use this example all the time going to mcdonald's and ordering a big mac and then complaining at the burger king next door that your big mac was wrong they don't care they can't do shit that's a good they, analogy. They, they, they don't care and they can't do anything about it. Why are you telling this person yeah. your problem that and people need to vent? Like I tell yeah, Mary I my say, problems. Not I've, everything needs <clears throat> fixing. Sometimes you just need to right. vent. But when you're when you're complaining to somebody because you want it fixed and you're complaining to somebody who can't fix it, like I've yeah. I vent to Mary and she vents to me about work, and we know we can't fix that yeah but it's just a, we're sounding board yeah. and you know we usually apologize to each other like i know you can't fix it because i'm a fixer yeah like, men tend she, to be fixers if yeah. she comes if she comes to me with something i want her life to be as good as possible i want to fix it mm-hmm. and i 
I have to bite my tongue a lot. Like she, she's just telling me, she's just telling yeah. me she doesn't want anything out of it. And, and sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I, I don't know what to do to help you. And she's like, that's all I needed. Just tell yeah. me, just, I just needed to, to get it you out. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the same thing. And, you know, I, I, we all do. And I, I threw yeah. that out there. Men tend to want to fix things. I've <clears throat> heard that before, but I want to fix it too. When people come to me, I want it's, to fix it. It's, it's stereotypical. And I want to use that word when, when you said that, you know, men are typically stronger than women. Mm-hmm. Stereotypically no, stronger than I, women. There's, I don't know. I think physically men. We are, are there's, there are definitely we are built differently. Yes. Completely. That you cannot deny that. You can't deny that. I have things that you don't have. And, and I you know, have things we, that you don't have. Right. So. And that's how it, it, and we are, there are physical differences. And there are women that are way stronger than men. And there are men that have more feminine, stereotypical feminine traits than, than women, some women. But it's the 80-20 rule or even more, 90-10 rule. I mean, you know, they're, the women who are stronger than men are fewer and far between. And the men who are more effeminate or whatever are also fewer and far between. Like on the whole, the majority of the men, and that's what I meant when I said typical, I just meant a greater number of them are stronger than a, than a smaller number of women or the greater number of women or whatever. So that's what I meant by that. And, and I don't yeah. think anybody I, can deny that. I think that's right. science. Science. <laughs> science, bitch. You drop some science on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> or biology. That's not, that's a science. So then, um, yeah, let's, you started to kind of touch on it a little bit where you said how you, you know, handle things, how you, like, when did you stop being an asshole? And do you think you've stopped being an asshole? Absolutely not. I am still an asshole on a daily basis. Mary told everybody, we had a a little football party at the house last night and everybody told Mary last night, Tom is still an asshole. (laughs) I am. Um, Less of an asshole. I think you're less of an asshole. I'm way less of an asshole. I've mellowed with age for certain um, things. Like I, I used to have such anger issues. Honestly, the, the, the small group I went through that helped me immensely that just it was it was a little it's a little like therapy and a little like an AA meeting to that's not what it's about but that's kind of how some of it affected me was it was a group of men that you know some of it was talking about feelings or whatever but it was more about like talking about God's grace and guilt and shame and stuff like that so that helped a ton. Um, I was probably really very angry all the way up until about probably eight years ago. I, I would be angry at things for, for nothing and things I can't control and things that, and I was the person, I, that, a lot of this comes from like past experience and how I reacted to things and how I realized how incorrect that was like whining to the person who can't fix the problem and whining about my situation and um you would have thought that like the military and private school and all of that stuff would have probably made me a better person that way I didn't put any effort into it I didn't 
pay attention to what the words meant. I heard the words, I repeated the words, but I didn't, you know, and you know, I, we grew up in churches. We grew up spiritual. I didn't, I didn't put any effort into it. I didn't hear it. I, I heard it. I didn't listen to it. I didn't. So um, it took a very long time to, and I still have anger. Like Mary hates it when I drive because I just have now it's less anger issues, but now because I'm old, I have so much less patience with everybody. And Mary is like the sweetest person ever. She has, I've seen her lose her patience, but she has like almost this unlimited patience and she always has a better way of looking at things. Like, you know, if I, if I get behind somebody who has no idea how to merge, she's like, how do you know it's not their first day driving a car on the highway? Everybody has a first day. Everybody can't be Mario Andretti. That's an ancient reference, but everybody can't be a race car driver on their first day on the highway. Quit riding that person's ass. Maybe they're a little nervous because it's the very first time they've ever merged into traffic. I love her. And she, she always has like a better way of looking at things. And it's, and then I come back with fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, no, not always, but she, she has definitely made me a better person. Um, you know, we, we got together for the right reasons and the right time and the way we did things is completely different than most people would do things. But um, it just, it worked for us. I can't, I. Did you meet her eight I can't years ago? Put eight and a half years ago. Yep. Yep. And we'll be married for a year and less than a month. Oh, yay. That's right. We took, we, we, it was baby steps. Everything was baby steps for us. Yes. We, when we met for the first like two years, we saw each other every other weekend. That was about it. Cause we both had kids and the same weekend, and, but I could go on about that. And yeah, I know, I know. We're, like, <laughs> we're looking so... at two hours, but I do have a question. I ask all of my guests Yep. and you probably know what it is. I do, but <laughs> Where, where does your strength come from? It's not, it's not one, one thing. Number one, God, absolutely. I pray all the time. I have to, doesn't work for some people. It works for me. I'm not going to push my religion, philosophy, spirituality, beliefs on anybody. If it works for you, it works for you. Like I feel about anything, try it. If it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, I'm not forcing anything on you, but I pray all the time and I believe it helps me. And then just, you know, life experience, like things like, like I was saying, you know, I, I, I had a lot of anger issues and then I, I just really had to take a step back and look at what are you doing? Why, why are you so angry? I don't, I still don't know. I mean, because I wanted everybody to know how I felt. Okay. Yeah. Nobody now they know how you feel, but nobody cares. So. Well, what advice would you yeah, give that, somebody um, who is struggling with, it seems like you're very self-aware now too, which I love. I think self-awareness is like the end all. I'm meal. more self-aware. We <laughs> can always be better at it. Right. Yeah. But what advice would you give somebody that's struggling with anger issues or, you know, anything in life? Who am I to give advice, right? Like, but no. Right. 
and 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 it's harsh it's so i don't i don't mean this to be harsh but nobody cares like i don't mean that in a bad way at all it which which sounds horrible because it's a horrible thing to say but who look around you and see who really cares how angry you are you know um but to solve the anger issue and this is it's another thing it took me a, a damn long time to find positivity in things and that's again where god came in and mary absolutely everything's not that bad why are you so angry at the little things there's you know why scream for i see people like yelling at the 16 year old girl at mcdonald's because you know they ordered a large fry and they got a small fry or the the whatever why why are you so you know just obviously there's something else in the background of their life that's affecting them and it may be just affecting in that particular moment or it could be an ongoing thing like it was with you they just snapped at that moment you know right but what is but what is that thing right figure out what that thing is and fix it you, you to have to it. find that thing or those things it could be those just things a, you know, probably multiple things yeah it, it's probably a ton of little things that just yeah. build up. Um, I did a TikTok. I do um, a TikTok series called Motivational Dog Walks, <laughs> where like oh. I take my dog on a walk and I record a little thing about, um, you know, something motivational. And one of the ones that I did was basically talking about you know, that having great, like we all have our moments, everybody's dealing with something we know nothing about, right? Like right. So have, yep. try to have more patience with people, try not to judge them for that behavior and just understand that there's something going on in their life that you have no idea what's going on. Maybe, you know, maybe there's, a, maybe their abusive husband is in the car waiting for that large fry, right. you know, like yep. you don't know, you have no idea. And also and within yourself, you try to focus on the positive and less on the negative, like look for the good in people instead of looking for the bad in people or, and take it baby steps, little, yeah. little chunks of time. Cause you're not going to change that type of ingrained thinking overnight. It takes time. I was going to say, before you judge somebody, you know, it's the whole, before you judge somebody, take a walk in their shoes, whatever. It, you're not going to, it, we, we make instant human judgments every single yeah. day about people what situations whatever but as soon as that as soon as you're aware of that judgment we we all do right. it i'm gonna look right. at this guy right. and um yeah, i was i was talking to a friend about it the other day you know i'm, I'm walking down the street and i see a, a guy walking down the street on the same side as me and he's got his hoodie up and it's you know closed and he's walking where i can't see his face i'm probably gonna cross the street he may not be dangerous he but I'm going to avoid a situation. I just made a judgment on this guy. I have no idea anything about him. Maybe he's cold. Sure, it's 105 degrees in Florida and he's wearing a hoodie with his, you know. But Maybe he just doesn't want to be bothered. He doesn't want to make it, eye contact. We don't know. Exactly. You don't know. So when, when you make that, that judgment, try and step back from that judgment and look at other possibilities. Yeah don't put yourself in danger if that guy's gonna you know if that guy's gonna mug you you might want to cross the street yeah. i'm just saying but there's another podcast i listen to that's called um 
uh, oh gosh, I'm going to forget the name of it, but it's, uh, what is it called? It's two women. They're talking about true crime stories and they have, oh, I think you told me about it and I yes. listened to a couple of them. Um, hold on. I'm looking it up right now. Cause I want to, I want to plug them because I like them. Um, Georgia and my favorite murder, Karen and, um, the other name I just said. Anyway, they say Georgia. Yeah, Karen and Georgia. So they have this saying, "Fuck politeness." When it's it, fake. It's completely fake. Well, no. When it comes to like a potentially dangerous situation, right? Like somebody walking up to your car randomly to like ask for help with a flat tire. Fuck politeness. I could get murdered. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know yeah. you. I do not know you. No, it's you, not that you're necessarily making a judgment about them personally. You're making a judgment about the situation, the situation. and and what yeah. and things that do really happen in real life. Not very often, sure, but they do happen. So fuck right. politeness. Sorry if I hurt your fucking feelings, but I don't want to get murdered. Anyway, that that's what you maybe think of. Like fuck politeness. Like okay. Yeah. It, but it's so many people get their butt hurt because of things like that. But anyway. Right. I was just walking down the street, minding my own business. And this old guy acted like he didn't want to be anywhere near me. Mm -hmm. No, I'm avoiding, I, I avoid situations. Situation I, I, I would much rather avoid a situation than you get on me and I get uncomfortable. And then I pull a gun on you because you made me feel uncomfortable yeah but but i made you uncomfortable by by crossing the street what neither one of I, us got hurt right neither one of us Very, i mean a feeling okay sticks and stones may break my bones you know whatever like at the end of the day and to clarify i would not pull a gun on somebody unless i was actually in right. some sort of danger but but still like what i'm saying is and this is completely off topic of where what we were actually right yeah about, we, but <laughs> at the end of the day neither one of you were hurt by you walking across to the other side of the street physically Who hurt your feelings Who may have been hurt. cares nobody cares nobody cares sorry maybe that should be the name of this episode hold on my brother the asshole nope. says nobody gives says a, nobody fuck, about gives a fuck about you <laughs> uh the one with the f-bombs it's gonna be a long name right well i i I don't know whether I hope people listen or I hope people don't because <laughs> I, I honestly don't feel like I've been helpful um, in in any kind of motivational way. I apologize. Um, these are my feelings and do not reflect the opinions of Tammy and her family. You are my family. I know. Speaking of family, let's talk a little bit about how my mother moved us to Florida in a 75-foot car. Our mom was the only one that drove that, like, 75-foot U-Haul with <laughs> a 75-foot. That thing. The car was 75-foot for sure. The, the <laughs> car was, it was a 1976 Buick LeSabre Custom. <laughs> it was, it, the trunk was the size of like a geo you could fit a geo metro in the trunk of that you thing. used to ride in the trunk of that car <laughs> that was so weird I don't want to talk <laughs> so so this this car i don't know how long that thing had to have been 30 feet long and then this was like the largest u-haul they make yeah and she's driving this thing through the mountains of like 
Tennessee and North Georgia, which if you're, you know, over, if you're in the Colorado area, that's not a mountain, that's just a hill. But us East Coasters, that's a freaking mountain and they are steep. And I, I couldn't help drive because I didn't have a license. She drove this thing and she just did it. Like we had no idea how scared she might have been i know i thought about that when i moved to, oh, out here that whole thing crossed my like I, I remember i wrote that facebook post about it my graduate yeah. day from college because i was just like i was shocked at how many people were surprised that i was willing to pack up and move across the country and i was like what's the big deal we that was wrong i i'm but then it just dawned on me how brave that was of her to do. Like, what a big deal that was. I never thought it was a big deal because it's just something that mom did. And we fully trusted her. Yeah. We had yep. 100% faith in her that everything yep. was going to be fine. And it was, and it is. But like, wow. Yep. Wow. I remember hey, on those I, mountain I, roads, her coasting or going fast as she could down. And going, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can try to make it up the other side. I remember that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I can only hope that my kid has that faith in me as long as I had that faith in mom. Yeah, totally. Because um, knowing now, if we knew now what we knew then, we would have been terrified. <laughs> I, maybe um, not, maybe not because everything did turn out okay. I panic going across like the our, A lot of our strength does come from mom. As much as oh, we yeah. like to make fun of her and, you know, tease her. And as much as she may get on our nerves sometimes, she's a strong ass woman. She's a bad bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean to leave that out. Um, yeah. Mom definitely made is a huge part of making. And dad, I say, you know, there's, Every, everybody leaves an impression on somebody. Everybody teaches somebody something. Um, dad taught me how to be a better dad by being a crappy dad. Yeah. By not being there by, you know, I, for a long time, I was just like, I'm going to, if, if that's the way he did it, I'm going to do it the absolute opposite way. And that's going to be right. That's not true. Mm-hmm. By the way, he did do some things right, but. Um, by accident. You know, I'm sorry that was bad that's bad but um I hope he never listens to this I don't think he knows what a podcast is I don't think we have to worry about that and I think we're good and yeah because but his family I mean if I ever did put this out there on our on my regular Facebook page Nyla Mark oh I'm naming names we'll edit that out we have a cousin we have a an aunt that might hear it um yeah uh, yeah anyway I, you know what i can't be afraid of that this is my life it's my truth it is what it is um i do love dad i do love dad I, I, yeah i mean it's only fitting that we started talking about dad and we should end honestly we've probably talked about dad way more in the past couple of years i was just gonna say for those people on that side of the family who might listen we, he's on our mind a lot a lot okay i forgot his birthday he wasn't on my mind that day (laughs) or any days surrounding that day particularly but he's 
he crosses my mind a lot. Yep. And there are lots of conversations about him. Not, you know, not, not for, not for nothing. Not, not always positive, but not always negative. Not always negative. Yeah. I worry about him. I I worry about his choices. I worry about his health, his age. Um, I mean, every time I get a phone call from his phone, I, I'm almost kind of expecting it not to be him. Kind of feel like like it's someone else. Like I said, bad news. But this is going to be the last thing I say. This is going to be the last thing I say about him. Um, like I said, I give him a little bit of a pass because of um, his upbringing and his past and his mental health issues and stuff like that. Um, I don't feel like, I, I guess the biggest reason I, I give him more of a pass now than I you know, could before was he, I don't think he was ever intentionally malicious. I think- right. I think a lot of the stuff came from alcohol. I think a lot of the stuff came from the way he was raised. I think a lot of it came from um, expectations of him that he didn't understand or he was just doing because that's what you did. Um, and he grew up in a way different time too. I, absolutely. I got to think and about that too. When, when, mom and get, when mom and dad got divorced, um, it was, it was a long, very long drawn out thing. He was constantly taking her back to court for this or that or whatever. And, um, I didn't really understand that at the time and we were moving and, um, the divorce paperwork was, I was, I don't think mom remembered that it was in her desk. She has had this giant desk in her bedroom and the divorce paperwork was about an inch and a half thick. I mean, seriously, my, my divorce paperwork, my first divorce paperwork is like two pages. My second one is maybe 10. Cause you got a house and a kid. Right. And, um, but this thing, this thing was like an inch and a half thick. It was, and I started reading it at 10 years old and I got to a point where he had filed a motion for custody at the exact same time he was filing a motion for blood tests to prove that we weren't his. And I didn't know at the same time. I lost my shit. I'm like, how, how can you, how can you even deny that I'm your kid? Mm-hmm. That, aside from wanting custody at the same time and I blamed him I was so angry that was a lot of my anger issues like my dad denied the fact that I was his like how like I would never even think that my kid wasn't his whether we look exactly alike or not I, w- I could never bring myself to do that and it took me a very long time to realize he didn't make that decision he had a lawyer. A lawyer, yeah. He went to his lawyer. And before that, his family said, whatever you do, don't pay that woman child support. Mm-hmm. Because child support back in the day, it was very common for men to do what they could to avoid child support. Yeah. And that's why we have freaking child support laws to force <laughs> dads to pay for the kids that they create, helped create. Mm-hmm. 
I have a whole soapbox on that. But um, it was very common. So his family says, whatever you do, do not pay that woman child support. You're only paying, you're just paying her money. Yeah. You're not thinking, nobody's thinking child support. This is to help pay for the child. That, what you would do if you still lived in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he went to his lawyer and said, what can you do so I don't have to pay child support? And the lawyer said, well, you can fight for custody. And he said, oh, yeah, I want my kids to live with me. Well, if you don't want to pay child support, you definitely <laughs> don't want your kids living with you because you're paying 100% of their child support. But then he could go that, after mom for child support, but. Yeah. Um, and then he said, or, or you can fight to say they aren't yours. If you say they're not yours and we prove that they're not yours, then you don't pay for kids that aren't yours. He, I don't think that he understood. He's not an intelligent man. He, he finished, I don't even know if he finished eighth grade. He's not, he, he's, he's smart. He, the, the man knows math like you wouldn't believe, but he, he never finished school. He's not educated. he's um he's dyslexic he was you know Mm -hmm. um he he muddled through life um i I guess i get some strength from him too because yeah yeah he had had some circumstances his life and and maybe and fighting off mental illness yeah exactly and then maybe that's where the schizophrenia kind of comes from the the delusions right he that's how he that's how he got by right yeah um coping mechanism so he um so i mean that's kind of why i give him a a bit of a pass because he i don't think at the time i was so angry at him but i look back and i'm like he he never ever ever ended a conversation without saying I love you I don't know if he like I said I don't know if he knows the actual meaning of the word but I don't think that he understood the consequences of saying that we weren't he wanted to try and prove we weren't his the fact that if you prove that we're not yours you will never see us again you will never talk to us again we aren't yours. Yeah, you don't have to pay any money, but we're out of your life. I don't think he ever right. like, considered that. It was just my parents are telling me I don't, I, I can't pay child support. And the, the guy is telling me that the way to do that is to prove the kids aren't. I don't think he, he had any comprehension of that. And, yeah. and he probably know, never believed that we weren't his. No, absolutely not. I mean, so even trying that was kind of, dumb but I but mean, that was yeah. but the only again it was who, just the the only people who make out in a divorce court are the lawyers, the, the lawyers. that's it yeah everybody yeah. loses except the lawyers he probably paid double what he paid in child support because he had to pay the attorney too and then he had to pay mom's attorney's fees i yeah. think on top of it so yeah. yeah i don't think people grasp that concept Legal system sucks. Mm-hmm.
we don't need it's all it's not about it's it's no longer about finding truth and justice it's about who argues louder so love you make the most money i love you too thank you so much for doing this um i think we may need to do it again at some point and i would love to have mary on too okay i'm i will i will mention it to her you'll have to formally ask her I will mention it to her, but you'll have to formally ask her. I will. All right. All right. I love you. I love you. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for doing this. Well, there you have it. We talked about a whole lot of stuff. Some of it, maybe even a little controversial, but I did want to just kind of summarize and if I may paraphrase a little bit about what my brother means for real when he says nobody cares. He doesn't mean nobody cares about you. He doesn't mean nobody cares how you feel. He just means that, you know, whining and crying and complaining, you know, isn't really the way to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Let's let's try to learn better ways to communicate our feelings rather than being an asshole. Because being an asshole is what people don't care about. People don't care when you're an asshole because you're just being an asshole. So don't be an asshole, maybe is what he's really trying to say. Um, hopefully he doesn't mind me paraphrasing, paraphrasing this, but I think I just wanted to clarify because I don't want my listeners thinking people don't care about them because we do care. Somebody cares. We all care. We just don't want you to be an asshole. If you're struggling, if there's something wrong, you know, if you're behaving that way, stop and think about why am I acting like this? What am I really trying to accomplish? What am I really trying to do? Be self-aware, course correct. And, you know, if you've already been the asshole, apologize. If you haven't yet been the asshole in that moment, stop and think, why am I acting this way? Why do I feel this way? How can I communicate how I'm feeling in a better, more productive way? All right. Thanks for listening and hopefully we'll see you next week.